another episode of the Super Shop Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Commissioner Diddy, a.k.a. Middle Class Kwan, um, a.k.a. NBA Broke Boy, <laughs> and I have my host, Stephanie or Bo, whichever one you choose. And we here, blessed on another, another day to give you this podcast. Hey, how was your weekend? My weekend was, it started slow, but then picked up. Because I was originally supposed to be in Philly for Made in America. Yeah, you told me that, you told me that. And that didn't happen. <laughs> um, due to just some last minute things. Fuck shit, last minute fuck shit. I can't, I can't call the person who's going to be plugged for some fuck shit, but I feel like the, her friend was on some fuck shit. And, and, her, and I can say that because... My plug admitted that. And so, yeah, it was like, don't do that. Don't do me. Don't do me like that. Like, I'm out here trying to trying to live my best life. But, you know, when life gives you lemons, you put alcohol in it and make, and make spikes lemonade. And make a limoncella. Um, and so we, we made it happen. Um, Sunday, fun day, or Monday, fun day. It's Sunday, fun day. Yo, can I tell you? Okay, so y'all. Cincinnati, because I don't know where you niggas are listening. There was this little event here called the Crawfish Boil. Seafood shout out boil. to Nudie. Nudie. Hey, shout out, to, shout out to the Seafood Boil. Shout out to Nudie. Shout out to DJ Bandcamp. Shout out to my boy Kelvin, Quality Eats, um, on, on, an, on an amazing event. Um, Kelvin, you held it down in the kitchen. I got to tell you that off, off rip. I don't and, eat shellfish, so I wouldn't know. Listen, he did. And he even, he was Harlem shaking through the pressure because I heard one woman put in a six-pound crab leg order and had every, had everything backed up for a minute. <gasps> that one table, like, close to the entrance, were they the six-pound? Because they even, put newspaper down. I was like, oh, they finna get authentic. Oh, oh, it, it got, they got real. They got, <laughs> they got really real. Um, but I don't know if it might have been them. I just know somebody, because people was telling me, like, because I think people people are a little bit upset because it was a weight. And they was like, nah. Six pounds takes a lot to cook. Six pounds takes a lot, a lot to cook. And, like, he ain't going to turn down the money. <laughs> so what you want him to do? But um, shout out to them on a good event. Man, Sunday and Monday got, got real. Got Monday real. was so much fun. Like, literally everybody I love, everybody I hung out with this summer, maybe a couple of people I've dated this summer, it was just all in one place. And it was Fun, like so much fun. For sure, for sure. Definitely one too many frosés. Is it one too many? For for me on an empty stomach, I I accidentally, not accidentally, I knew I was drinking on an empty stomach. <laughs> I just wasn't hungry, but it was worth it. I had five. Yeah, for sure. No don't complaints. drink on, don't drink on an empty stomach. Though. That's that's a quick <laughs> highway to drunk, real quick. That I want, that I want you to do better. But I didn't die because the weekend before last, I died. This time, I didn't die. I didn't die. No, no deaths. No deaths in the family. But it was a solid weekend. Solid weekend. Um, and also, um, Labor Day also doubled as your fave's birthday. B Day. You see my nails? Yeah. Beyonce had her nails just like this when she was at what event was this? It doesn't matter. It's on her Instagram. The hearts, guys, the hearts. And I went to get them done, but I didn't even realize, like, I was getting them done. And I was like, oh, these are Beyonce's nails. And I was like, oh, shit, it's my face birthday, and I got her nails, you know? This <laughs> this completely leads to my first point. Completely. So, we can agree that Beyonce has probably the most obsessed fan base in all of entertainment, right? Yeah. Like maybe Rihanna's like a like a distant second, you know. Maybe you know, and you have your your your. Uh, I'm a proud member of the Navy and of the Beehive, Beehive first. So like, but I was talking in in a group chat of mine um, about just like the level of obsession uh, obsession that Beyonce gives the Hive. Like we're talking. Like, you knew where you were when the digital dropped. We talking, like, formulated, calculated attacks on anyone who dares threaten Beyonce. We talking about, like, if if you, if your if yo birthday and a Beyonce concert is on the same day, you're going to the Beyonce concert for your birthday and you buying for the tickets type shit. Um... And so I was, I was talking about it. Can I, I tell you how I have Beyonce tickets worked out in my budget? Like I have a saving account 
for Beyonce tickets. Like just, I have money set case. aside just in case. She's please. like, I'm At this, because I missed formation. I was like, I'll never do this again. You were shooketh. I was shooketh. But I was going through some things last year, and I was like, you know what? You need your savings account needs a Beyonce. A line item. Just have a solid four hundred dollars set aside for Beyonce tickets. I'll never miss a concert again. It's that deep. And so, and and I was just talking about like the level of obsession that Beyonce gives our fan base. And I'm like, I was like a little concerned because I'm like, y'all really out here like calling this woman and don't know y'all like mother fave. Like when she, I think what really like hit me was um, when uh, I guess the the two pregnant when she did the pregnancy pics. And when she did like the, the pics when she had the twins, and like shook it, everybody was going in. I'm just like, holy shit! And so, long story, somewhat you know, truncated on why I'm asking this is like, so one of one of my women friends compared it to sports and was talking about like, well, we don't get on y'all when um. When y'all out here talking about the finals and talking about the Cavs or talking about the Bengals or talking about whatever the fuck, and you know what I'm saying, so why don't you, so why don't you just let us enjoy? And I'm like, in your mind, and mind you, I understand that you may not have the most sports knowledge to say it nicely, right? You know, or you don't know no basketball. Which one is it? Can I don't you? know basketball. I don't care for basketball. But like, is Beyonce Phantom like being a fan of like your favorite protein? Like, help me understand. Help me understand the level of fandom for Beyonce and how the hive works. On on what level? I feel like there's levels to the fandom. Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not cussing nobody out on the internet. Like, I'm not in the beehive like that. However, clearly, I got the nails. I have $400 sitting aside for concert tickets. I'm a fan, you know? Right. If something drops, I'm there. I have notifications for her website. I have notifications for her Instagram. If Beyonce moves, I sit down and listen. That's so, <laughs> like, for lack of a better term, weird to me. <laughs> because there's nothing in my life that I have that level of commitment for. Now, people know me. Shout out to you. People know me. People know that I, I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan for sure. Like, people know. Like, that's why with all the fuck shit happened this summer, my phone kept blowing up and doing the digital dash because people wanted to keep reminding me about it. Shout out to y'all. Y'all know who y'all are. Fuck you. But I don't have notifications set up for the team. Like, I don't even have, like, a savings budget for Cavs tickets. Like, yes, I was in Cleveland for the finals for game four, but that was, I kind of made that shit happen on the fly. So, so I'm like, so you're telling me that like you have notifications set up on our website, on our Instagram, like shout out to Google. You know what I'm saying? And so like in like but and you're not even the most obsessed level. Like like No, how? that I'm I'm like bottom tier, honestly, when it comes to obsessing over Beyonce. <laughs> and so that's that's mind blowing to me. And obviously you're not the only one. I've I have a sizable amount of female friends who okay. consider themselves. Pause for a second, guys. My birthday is coming up, November fifteenth, and Beyonce has that table book, and it comes with the vinyl. And I just feel like if you really love me, it's three hundred fifty dollars, and I would truly appreciate that as a birthday present. And the birthday party I'm actually working on planning right now. Hopefully, it works out. If not, I'll just be taking a trip for my birthday. It's actually a Beyonce themed birthday party, but not Beyonce themed. It's themed after one of her videos, so she inspired me. I can't reveal it because if somebody listens and they take it, we could fight. I think I know what it is. We talked about it, though. We talked about it. Yeah, so, you know. I, it's Liddy. Uh, it, it, it's out here. We, so maybe I am like a... Yes, you are. Ultra fan? Yes, you I are. Don't, yes, you are. Whatever. You're just not out here trying to stab niggas for Beyonce. No, I would never stab anyone over Beyonce because I like my life. She's not going to pay my bill. Exactly. But, like, I'm trying to figure... Like, Ooh, I am tipsy. Wine drunk is like a whole other undertaking. <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths, deep breaths. But um, but my thing is like, how does one? 
how does one like what made you obsessed about Beyonce? Like what what was the point where you're like she just went from a normal R and B singer to like, for lack of a better term, that bitch. She became that bitch for me when she did one plus one, the performance on American Idol. And the crazy thing was I was at I was at college my freshman year and I was watching like the recap of it on Twitter on, on my laptop. And I hated Beyonce prior to that. Not not fully. Let me let me, you know, explain myself. So, you know, me and Beyonce, like, we was cool because Dangerous in Love was like my album. B Day, my album. But something about I Am Sasha Fierce, I hated her. I hated everything. That album, like most fans. We don't talk about that album. So so it's kind of like Jay-Z and Kingdom Come. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I think every fan, I think every I musical... hate Kingdom Come. I think every Jeez. musical fan and every fan of, like, an artist has that one album that just, like, we just gonna ignore that. For, like, people who like Drake, Views is that album. Views is that album where we're just like, you know what? The less said about it, the better. Or for Kendrick... To me, it's King to Kente, whatever that he named that fucking album. To Pimp a Butterfly. That's it. He had a song on there called, called King Kunta. Yep. Yeah, no, fuck that album. So, but so. that's I am Sasha Fierce for almost anybody who is a Beyonce fan. But I'm just like, like, is it like sports fandom though? Like, is it like no? Because I think like sports fandom is. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same as standum. Like when people stand for artists in general, like it's like a a Michael artist or or a Mark a Michael stand or a Prince or a Prince. R. Like, R. P. To the legends. Um, like you know their entire discography, you know every every tour, you own all the DVDs. Like da da da. That's just me, but I don't think with sports because it is like a whole team. And there's also like a level of civic pride. Like generally, people like root for the team that's in their city. Like if you were if you were Cincinnati, you root for the Reds. You root for the Bengals. You know, SC Cincinnati. But it's a civic thing. It's more like a civic pride, right? Like, or if you're Ohio, you like Ohio State or like Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever or whatever's closest to you. But Beyonce fandom. Spans languages, spans the globe, spans a lot of shit. And it be it's scary. Like I honestly, like I honestly wanted to mute the word Beyonce, the word B, the word Beyonce without the accent, Queen, the number thirty six. All of that yesterday. Because mind you, I'm not a Beyonce hater. I'm not a Beyonce a Beyonce hater at all. I mean I appreciate her for what she is, but she, she doesn't. I'm not her target audience, and I never will be. And so, like, her music don't hit me like it hits black women because it's, I'm, it's not, we're we're not going to receive it the same. And also, again, I'll say this as many times as I can: Lemonade put the pressure on on black men everywhere, and niggas ain't even do nothing. I feel like the pressure was already there prior to the album. Mm-hmm. No, but I feel like no. the album did help amplify. Oh, it, bruh. Because I was definitely saying niggas ain't shit before that album came out. But then you had a chorus. No, like, I just had I had songs to sing along to that, you know, niggas ain't shit. But also, that's not true. No, because it, in retrospect, you learn like Beyonce got you on like the rest of us has have at least once in her life and she decided to take that nigga back listen i'm telling you i can get up to six inches but when she starts talking about you know forgiving redemption, redemption all sand castles it's like i'm not mentally there because if you cheat on me i just don't see it i'm 24 i don't see it for a nigga that's cheating on me ladies beyonce took jay back you know fuck that shit y'all ain't got jay's money Y'all ain't got Beyonce money. So what are we talking about here? At least, you know, there's a little cushion for the pushing. Like, what am, what am I going back to you? I, that's the individual of every relationship, man. And I'm not saying you should take that nigga back. I'm just saying Beyonce took that nigga back. Be, and, but here's the thing. Y'all, people love to throw, y'all ain't Jay-Z. Y'all ain't got Jay-Z money. You not, you not Beyonce. And you ain't got Beyonce money. So we right back at square one. I'm the Two, Beyonce eight. of my friends. You can't argue that. You know who my friends are. Uh, we'll edit that out. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> we'll edit that, out. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> why you? Why you take shots like that? 
<laughs> oh my god, that might have been like the rudest, drunkest thing I've ever. Steph drunk, y'all. And I like her. I like I like some of her friends. She got to chill. I love my friends too. You got to chill. Whoever I, um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, back to what we were saying. Um, but like, you ain't got Beyonce money. I ain't got Jay money. They both equally yoked. We, you would ideally be equally yoked to your nigga. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I date up. Some I really struggle. Never mind. That's not irrelevant. On to the next thing. So, because if you date up. I mean, that should be more motivation for you to take that nigga back. No, because if I can get one, I can get another. And life has proven if I can get one, I can get another. But you, but you also, but you hate to get in the know you stage. So what the fuck? That's what we're in therapy for. Mind your business. <laughs> and speaking of cheating, speaking of cheating. Yes. And this is kind of, I think we're going to talk a little bit like a, a lot about double standards this episode. And cheating? In general, but we're gonna start with cheating because okay. it's spicy. It's there. what the people want. Um, the reaction when men cheat versus the reaction when women cheat is something to definitely, definitely talk about. And I say that because, again, and you know, obviously, insecure is a hot thing right now. And like, I have never seen so many women break their back trying to explain why. Issa was defending her defending her as I as I've seen and it's one of those things where shout out to the homie um DJ Byrne who 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 tweeted who said this is like if you want to play a quick drinking game talk to any one of your, uh, your female friends who watched Insecure and every time she starts trying to defend Issa about cheating or saying yeah Issa was wrong or Issa cheated and then hits you with the butt and then starts talking about some shit Lawrence did or did not do take a shot and I was like that's a good way to get drunk really quickly because can we both agree that they're both horrible? Yoke it however you want to. I don't give a fuck. They're both horrible. Whether you want to say equally yoke, whether you want to say Issa was more horrible. Issa's than definitely Lawrence. more trash. Issa's definitely more trash. And Lawrence, Lawrence has definitely had some trash moments, but Issa's definitely more trash. And here, but going back to like the major thing, I find that when when a woman cheats. Not even just an insecure in life. There are more people who are willing to like try to understand the motive behind it than if it's a man. Because men are the first ones who say when we cheat, it's not an emotional thing. It's more so like sometimes like I'll just be trying to figure out if I could just still get it. Or y'all say something stupid like, oh, like, you know, I just want a new pussy. So y'all have, you've literally created this standard in what cheating is for men versus women. Usually, and the opposite argument, when women cheat, like, you know, it's an emotional. This is literally what comes out of men's mouth. When women cheat, it's an emotional thing. Like, y'all y'all broke the emotional bond and y'all usually leave the relationship before you actually do so if a woman she like you know she was already fed up like this is literally the thing that comes out of men's mouth so tell me uh, uh, am I lying no oh, okay but here's the thing alright cool <laughs> lie to me go ahead I've never lied to you once in my damn life watch out um, but here's the thing with that yes Physical versus emotional. But I'm thinking, I'm not even talking about the re, I'm not even talking about why we got to the cheating part because that's a whole never different discussion. I'm talking about the reaction afterwards. Right? So. Why would their reaction not be based off of the reasoning? The reaction is because oftentimes we don't know the reasoning, we assume the reasoning, right? And so, and we don't know that, and, we, and the, our assumptions are based off of preconceived notions and stereotypes, right? So when a man cheats, he's just generally just disregarded a scum. Like he's a scum. You get the men, men are trash coming out, to, coming out the woodworks. Like leave that nigga, all that. Now when a woman cheats, it's often more times it's like, well, what did he do to make her cheat? Versus, is a, there's more victim blame. I don't know where we're going with this because men built society, men make the rules, and then these are your rules. See, no. No? No. Okay. Okay. And I'll remember that the next time once we're on the next subject. Because if we're talking just a pure patriarchal society, 
then yeah, I, obviously we're, we're in a patriarchal society. But we're talking about I dating. Wish you guys can see the face I'm making right now. Whatever. Your, your face is your face. I ain't face, my nigga. Um, but we're talking about the rules of we're talking about the rules of dating, and the rules of dating in 2017 are often flipped than the rules of normal patriarchal society. Yes or no? No. Why not? Why would they be? be because what has made them? Because don't yeah. women usually kind of set the tempo when it comes to dating in 2017? Yes or no? Like y'all, y'all, y'all decide. What's no, you know what women do now in 2017? They fucking leave you because we realize we don't have to stay for your bullshit. I don't have to wait for you to tell me that or give me space to say no to your bullshit. I'm taking that fucking space and I'm fucking leaving you if you're on some fuck shit. Listen, here's where we are. So we're talking. We talk. We talk victim blaming, right? And we're talking double standards. I'm a huge fan of keeping that same energy because if if we are truly equal, we must be treated as such. Yes or no? If we're truly equal, we should be treated. You can't you can't build something off of equality until you have recognition that there's an issue. Fix the issue, then have equality. So here's where we are. And I'm I'm trying to analyze what you're saying in live live and in, in color indirect. Because you, or because women, feel like there's a patriarchal issue that has yet to be remedied. Yes or no? Yes. That you guys don't want to be treated equally, you want to be treated with preference. We don't want to be treated equal, we want to be treated with what? Preference. Preferential treatment. Until Until the imbalance that you see is even. Yes or no? Sorry, talking about abusive relationships. Um, no, I think on some level women want to be equal. It, I, you know what it is? The same way with feminism. Like the whole fight of feminism is like, it's not exactly for the fight of equality because what some women want, some women don't. It's for the fight of choice. I want the choice of what I want in my relationship. Now, for me, that's a fight towards more equality, but I can't speak for every woman. Okay, so, 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 okay, so we're we're, get, we're getting somewhere. I know, I know you may you may not fuck with everything that I'm saying right now, but we're getting somewhere. So we're not we, we're not talking about equality. We're talking about autonomy of choice. Is that the that's the main? Yeah, autonomy of choice. Okay, so within that, both sides should have autonomy of choice, right? Mm-hmm. So. And my phone, these damn group chats got my phone blowing up right now. But um, I can hear. Listen, um, but here's where we at with with as far as like the reaction of cheating. Yes, it's a choice to cheat, right? Most it's a choice to cheat, and it's a choice. What did you do afterwards? But only one side's choices are being scrutinized more than the others. Now that's where the disconnect comes into play, because just because you have the freedom to do something doesn't mean you don't have to also have the freedom to get talked about. But because we often give we we give leeway to women as far as when it comes to like whenever they do some fuck shit, whatever, whenever they cheat, and we also overly criticize the males or the men when they do fuck shit. That's where the disconnect is, and that's where the double standard is. Now. Obviously, cheating's fucked up regardless. I know I don't think anyone's going to argue that cheating's not fucked up, right? But we need to keep, if we're going if we need to keep the same energy as far as how we view cheating and how we view the people who do cheat and how we and how we give advice to the people who get cheated on. And that's where and that's what pisses me off is we don't keep that same energy. When women cheat versus when men do? Correct. We don't keep that same energy at all. All right. I'm not going to argue with you. We are 20 minutes into the show and you already fed up with me. That's the new no, I'm not. I'm not fed up. I just said I'm not going to argue with you. I, you know what I've learned in my adult years? Don't argue people's opinions. It's a waste of your time. You're going to feel how you feel. They're going to feel how you feel, how they feel. So why would you try and make somebody understand where you're coming from? Okay. Voice it, but don't make them. Okay. So we talked about double standards with cheating. Now, I'm going to allow you to kind of, and we're going to kind of go back and forth for listing double standards that we see 
In dating? In dating. Whether it, it, you don't Before have I any- get there, can I just say, Issa cheating is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and the reasoning behind that is because she she's passive-aggressive and she lacks communication if we're taking these characters for what they are. And this contributes a lot into relationships in general. Most people aren't willing to communicate their feelings because we get apprehensive because a lot of times what we want to do is control the reaction that people have to our feelings, right. which is, in case point, vulnerability. We don't want to be vulnerable. All right, well, that doesn't work. Clearly, it doesn't work. At some point in your life, you're going to have to be vulnerable. But I, you know what? For me, I'm now more at a point of trying to understand why, as humans, we, we've come to this point where we don't want to be vulnerable. We're, 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 evol- we're, evol- <coughs> we're evolutionary by nature, right? Like, we, we, we evolve. And, and, so, you, so, basically, so many people have been so hurt to the point that they feel like by being vulnerable, I'm automatically going to assume hurt is coming after it. Correct. And and, 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 and as long as we all realize that's stupid. It's, me included. It's, but that's yes, why I'm yes, in therapy. You know? If you can see her face when she meant said that's why therapy, you get weak like I did. But yes, it's stupid, but we also you can't argue with people's realities. And does doesn't have to be a reality at some point. And I say this even when I argued with you last week about how like at some point you have to be responsible for your actions and realize the pattern of your behavior is not okay. For me, like I can continue to date and I don't have an emotional connection with guys, but at some point I want a family. I want a fucking relationship. I haven't been in a relationship for four years because I continuously date people and self-sabotage the situations that I'm in. You know, Regardless of whether, thing if you let me. regardless of whether those people were good for my life or not, I don't give people a fair chance in my life. I recognize the pattern. I go to therapy. We're working on it. I have two guys in my life that I really enjoy. I'm really working into getting to know. And it's like, at what point do other people start to make that decision? Issa was in this relationship. She's with this man. She realizes he's going through a depressive state. But at no point does she sit down and really and thoroughly have this conversation granted this is a tv show so it wouldn't make for good tv if she did if we're being honest because we would rather see the drama but in reality we know people who are having these same situations in their relationships so more so we're talking to our friends right now right? right at what point do we recognize our friends are having this issue and either as a friend you know bearing witness to it we say you know what you need to go to therapy my guy or you need to have this conversation or when as a person who is relating to Issa's character do we decide you know what I should talk to my partner and ask them where they are and see what we what productive actions we can take to make sure that they're being a better person before you do something like cheating yeah and and so it's one of those things where I think we talk about being holding your loved ones accountable. You've mentioned this a lot, like hold your niggas accountable, hold your friends accountable, hold your like partner accountable. Hold your people accountable. And but here's the thing, and I think no one I don't think anyone was really rooting for Lawrence at the at the start of No. First season, everybody was like, fuck Lawrence. Niggas should have been on his shit. But if you're really thinking about, like, this is a depressed person. And at the same time, like, that's why you can look at Lawrence's character and be like, yo, like, that's a fucked up nigga, too. And so I think it was one of those things where we we always hear the, like, if you you don't, if you're going to cheat, just leave. Yeah. And so I think what what Issa did, what Issa, the writer, did was she timed the cheating where he was getting back on the shit. It was like if she had cheated, like when he was like down deep in his depressive people state, would've, people would have been like, "Well, that nigga, was. that nigga wasn't doing nothing." But, but like, you cheated when he after he got a job, the very thing you were complaining about. So I can't root for you. And just be like, well, I mean, uh, 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 like, I'm not one of those women who can literally get on the internet. I've never cheated because I've always maintained the mindset. If this is not where I can be and I need to seek out something else physically, I'm leaving. And so that's what it is. But um, going back to the double standards thing and, 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 and dating you men or women. And fuck have, Molly, too. Just all three of them. Chad half. Chad half. Um, but like, whatever some, whatever some of the double standards you see when it comes to dating, as far as like a millennial is concerned. Uh, I'm not really good at listing these as much as like if somebody starts going, then I can add to it. I was like, you want me to start? Please start. Uh, well, first, I think one of the double standards is men can't really be considered hoes. That is a double standard. Like, and then women are considered hoes just for doing the same thing that men do, which is 
enjoying their sexual life. That's stupid. But another another double standard I would say is, and again, it doesn't apply to everyone because niggas are sensitive. I'm glad you you joined in on my tagline. Niggas, niggas are sensitive. But like, I feel like women are allowed to be broke in dating a lot more than men. Some literally, I saw a tweet today that said that women can leave their house with two dollars and come back home drunk as fuck with the same two dollars. Drunk as fuck with that two dollars and Harold's chicken and something else. Like, bro, like I know, I know women who I know women who don't did, don't come to the club with fucking money in their fucking purse. I don't do that because my my golden rule is. If I go out, I have to be able to afford it on my own. So even when I go on dates, I have no expectation of paying because I don't date niggas that don't pay. <laughs> I don't. Um, but, but at now, the same time, just know that money thing, is in my wallet. One of, one of the things I hate about modern day dating, and it, it's required. This is a double standard, though. It is a fucking great fucking double standard. One thing that I hate about modern day dating is, like, I have to pay to find out I don't like you. Like that's why I got real. Oh, you just gotta get that's creative. Why, that's why I got creative, and I'm trying to. I got creative and trying to figure out like cheap, cost efficient ways to get to know somebody. Because like, if I like you, it, it, ain't, it ain't nothing. But I don't want to pay for your meal and shit just to find out I don't fucking like you. Now I wasted my time and my fucking money, and I can't get neither one of them back. Like no, and <laughs> what? Like no. Um. That's one thing I hate. Um, another thing I think is a double standard. Um, as far as dating is concerned, is the whole the the, the initial contact. I saw I saw a lot of women say, like me shooting my shot is is setting you up to shoot shoot for you to shoot yours. You didn't see a lot of women. You heard me say it. Nigga, you're not the only one. <laughs> you're not the only one. So that's why I said a lot, nigga. Um, but it's like, what? Like, so if you if you like somebody, instead of like letting that person know that you like them or that you're interested in seeing what this is about, you just fucking tiptoe around the issue and hope that this nigga catch your random ass hints and and, and and goes for it. Like that seems inefficient to me. That seems real inefficient. Like, like it's like it's like leaving breadcrumbs and hoping and hoping a nigga is following those breadcrumbs instead of giving a nigga a map that says here X marks the spot. <laughs> like, why do y'all do that? Why? Uh, why do we do that? I don't know. Depends on the woman. It's just be it be annoying because it's like. And one thing I have realized is that a lot of things just depend on whether or not the woman thinks you're attractive. <laughs> like, it could be creepy. If, if you ugly, shit's creepy. If you're attractive, shit's cute. <laughs> it is that's really the difference. There's no, like, there's really no right or wrong way. If you're doing it respectfully to respect to, 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 to approach a woman, you just, she just got to be attracted to you. Like, women who hate street harassment. But I bet if Michael B. Jordan... Was on, you don't know, do that. Why that's not? trash. Why not? That's super trash. Why? Why not? That is su- that's super trash. Use my words. Because why? when you're talking about street harassment, like it it's dependent on the things that are coming out of their mouth. Like no no woman is required to respond to you when she's walking down the street. It's your reaction to what when she doesn't respond. That's when it becomes harassment. Okay. So if I'm walking down the street and I can't speak for other women because some women generally if they're walking down the street, they don't want they don't care how fine you are. They don't want to be spoken to. Me personally, like yeah, if I find you attractive, I'm walking down the street, then yeah, I might stop. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, men who I find attractive are not hollering at me when I walk down the street. It's not happening. But like for the most part, the men who are hollering me, like take for instance, on my way here, so man's driving in his car. Yeah, yeah, me and Alex were about to go to Rebel, blah, blah, blah. Man's driving his car. I'm parking my car. I'm putting my money in my meter. And he, he slows down. We accidentally made eye contact with him. That was the first mistake. So her and I both happened to look at him. He rolled, He slow creeps, rolls down his window and was like, oh, hey, y'all, what's up? Da, da, da. And both of like, she didn't respond. I just said, have a nice day. 
because that's my quickest thing. Like, I don't need to tell you I have a boyfriend that doesn't exist. I don't feel like lying is have a nice day. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how your day went. And and then it turns into, oh, uh, I'm just, you, and like you, it went from, you know, hey guys, like you look so beautiful, da, 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 whatever he said. And then have a nice day in conversation keep driving and instead of you just keep driving you can't handle that i'm not disrespecting you i literally told you to have a nice day i'm wishing you well and sending you on your way then you have the next oh fuck you then was that necessary what generated that response that's street harassment okay so who do you feel handles rejection worse men or women men because of that no, like street harassment, Be, or because because of because of, because of like the visceral, like the fuck you, the visceral afterwards, because it goes from I'm I'm shooting my shot, which anyone can deny you, even as a woman, if I shoot my shot, I can be denied. But I guess I don't know. I'm not making an excuse for men. Men don't handle rejection as well. Point blank period. I'm not making excuses for you. I'm saying what I'm saying and I'm sticking to it. And it's because y'all answer or respond when somebody, you know, voices that they're not interested. Not all of you, because niggas is sensitive. But the ones that do, and these are the ones that most women are speaking about, and this is just their, what's the word I'm fucking looking for? Their experience. Experience. Based off of what women are mostly more likely to bring up, then it would be men. So here's why I disagree with you, right? Here's why I disagree. I'm not discounting anything that you just said, um, but I feel like the reaction is different enough that it's hard to compare. But like, I feel like women are scarred more by getting rejected than men are. As in, like, I've, there's multiple, there's multiple women who I know who, like, shot their shot, like, maybe once or twice. Literally, and, like, when we say shot their shot, we're talking about, like, like, sent the first DM or, like, went up and spoke to somebody. And if that one shot didn't go well, they over, they over it forever. And, or, they'll think they got curved because they did some real corny shit or some real subtle shit like like I like to I like three of his pictures. Why didn't he send me a DM? He must have curved me. Fat type corny shit. And then they'll be like, I'm not do I'm never doing this again. It's like so while the male reaction may be more visceral, I feel like women get affected more by being rejected. Is that is that is that does that make sense? You think women are affected more by being rejected? And I think the male reaction, if the immediate reaction may be more visceral, I don't think, like, you know, there's some women who'd be like, fuck you. Long-term versus short-term. Long-term versus short-term. So for men, in that moment, I get to call you a bitch and I'm going about my day. But uh, but but for a woman, she may not, some women may call you, but some women may not. If if you, if I come up and I, and I curve you or I say, like, I'm not going to girlfriend, you're not going to immediately be like, well, fuck you too, nigga, or some shit like that, but that's gonna, it's gonna, that moment is going to stick in your mind way longer than me than me trying to talk to you from my car, for example. And I've, I've seen it. Like, I, I don't try to just say shit just to say shit and pull it out like fucking thin air. For you, it's... Okay. Whatever double standards do you think we have? Um, there's so many and I really have to be. Well, we'll take a quick little break. So we are back from our short intermission. Um, and I have a question, Steph. I always see people saying don't give boyfriend privileges to, to niggas or don't give wife privileges to niggas. Help me understand what exactly are boy what exactly are girlfriend privileges or wife privileges and why and and once you answer that, explain to me the logic in that because I'm not I'm not totally understanding that. Can you help me with that? Wife privileges. I don't know. 
I think it's a stupid. You're talking to somebody who doesn't want to get married. Or relationship relatives. How about that? I don't know. Like today, for instance, I went out to eat with my friend. Uh, two of my friends, one was a male, one was a woman, and it was like this guy who was like shown interest in me, but clearly he's just trying to fuck. And he was like, you got me stuff? And I was like, no, I don't shell out money for niggas that are not my nigga. And I, I'm dead ass about that one. I don't... If you're not my man, I'm not going out my way to spend money on you. And so, is that is that like the main example? For me, I'm speaking for self. Oh, no, no, no. I don't expect you to speak to speak for the entire. I just like to differentiate. Because niggas are sensitive. Because niggas are sensitive. Um, but my question is this: is like, if if we're working, to, I mean, I get it. Like, if 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 we're just fucking, or if it's, you know, but if we're working towards something, why why are you holding back on your on your qualities? You know what I mean? Like, to show me why I should wife you or show me why we should be in a relationship because if I'm in a job interview I don't knowingly hold shit back on my resume that could get me the job and saying oh these are job privileges like you gotta hire me in order for me to show you my full capacity I don't do that and so if we're talking if we're legitimately working towards something why would why do I have to just like project who you could be as a girlfriend when you don't show me everything that you have? Uh, like you know what I mean? Like I'm not, there's a there's a fine line between you know too much too soon and like you know that type of shit. But I'm also like, look, like if you want to do the you know what I'm saying do the shit do the shit like. Don't don't think that you have to hold something back because he needs to be intrigued or whatever the fuck. Like that shit's stupid. And and maybe for me, like I'm a type of person where it's like if we on like day three, day four, internally I might not. I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting you to at least pay for your shit at least once. <laughs> Internally, and and if we're and if we're going on dates, then it's clear that there's something there, and then like, then I'm clear that I'm like doing my part to like quote unquote impress you. Like, why is it I can't get any reciprocation on that, or why I can't get certain golden key privileges until I prove my worth to you? If that makes sense. Because aren't you supposed, if this is a 50-50 thing, aren't you supposed to be proving your worth to me? Who said it was a 50-50 thing? It needs to be. Does it? Why, why doesn't it? 80-20, my friend. 80-20. Fuck, fuck out of here. I wish I wish I would only get 20%. I would walk the fuck away. Fuck, fuck out of here. 80-20, my black ass. Clearly I'm kidding. <laughs> almost, almost got real. I don't know. My dating life is different from other people, so I don't know what's going on in other people's life. I don't ask men to spend their money. I always show up with my own money in my bank account in the cases of, I just know the men that I date, they're not requiring me to or even asking me to come out of pocket. So it's just different. Now, granted, when I say I don't spend money on people, that's like not 100% true. Like, say, for instance, last week, I went on a date on Wednesday. The guy paid, like, we went out bowling and stuff bowling play video games blah 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 he paid for dinner and the first round of drinks and the bowling and in the games which two hundred dollar date whatever but like enter in between that like we have rounds of drinks so i paid for like two rounds of the drinks but that's like he didn't require that out of me and he was actually shocked when i did it because he was like you don't have to pay and it's just like i mean i know i don't but I don't care either. But it's one of those things I feel like it's a cheat code that women have. That like we not even cheat code. No, 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 no. Let me finish because it's not the definition that you think I'm drawing. Okay. That like again, society is conditioned. Men just always remember when we're talking about society. Men built this. Listen, that's not the fucking point. Yeah, I mean, you guys might want to start arguing with each other. Not the fuck point. Okay. The point is that like it's a cheat code because men are so used to women not paying for any fucking thing 
fact, if you just pay for a little bit, we're not even saying the whole thing. We're not even saying the whole date. But it's one of those things that's like, if we go to the movies, I get the tickets, and then you say, like, babe, don't worry. Or, like, I got the popcorn. Or I'll get, I'll get the snacks. Or if we go on dinner and a movie... I pay for the dinner, you pay for the movie, or you just, you just pay for, like, the small part of the shit, even on some small shit. Like, you surprise us, and, like, you take us out to dinner, and the dinner come out to 30 bucks, and you say, I got it. Like, that's the cheat code for y'all, because now, you've, A, differentiated yourself from all these other motherfuckers who don't do the shit, and B, you made it a lot more likely for me to come out of my pocket even more for you, because you did that small shit. So it's a cheat code that y'all don't use. If we come out of pocket, we'll get more. Yes. Oh, well, I don't have to do all that. You'll still come out of pocket. If you, you can, there, there's literally like, you know, that cash app Friday thing is going around. Yeah. Like, fuck all that. There's literally like at least two men. Women know for sure they can go in their, in their, their contacts and be like, yo, I need money. And those niggas not even going to ask you what you need that money for. They're going to give you that money. I mean, Facts. Yeah. some some niggas leave with their wallet, like I, like some women leave with. Their Most clothes. of you do, but that's the crazy thing is a lot of men actually do leave with their wallet, whether they consciously do it or unconsciously. Because I've seen men where they are like, oh, like she could have had the best life that she ever wanted. Like I got a 2017 new Benz, and I made all this money. And it's like literally, this is the society that men have built where they feel like they have to lead with their wallet. So why not at this point expect women to be like, all right, what, what, what your finances in for? Because y'all motherfuckers ask questions that y'all don't have the right to in, in the stages that y'all do. I don't have to ask you questions. I just have to figure out what you spend your money on, and I could go from there. Even still, sometimes for finances, ain't none of your damn business. Okay. If we if we if we just casually kicking and dating it, right? Like you, you ain't no shared accounts, nigga. Ain't no like. Don't worry about that. Like for in real life. Secondly. It's one of it's, it's it's a cause and effect. It's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Excuse me. <laughs> what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like this, what came first, like the gold digger or the nigga leading with money? Like what came first? Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know the answer to that, <laughs> but it's one. It's a cyclical thing where if if a nigga if a nigga leading with money, one nigga leading with money. Mm-hmm. Made one girl turn into one of those like, what's your finances? I ain't fucking with you unless you got X amount, Y amount, whatever the fuck, gold digging types. She meets another nigga who may not be that, and then because it that ended badly, it ended badly. He turns into that. It's, 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 it's a lot of things in dating or a vicious cycle. Like you know, you have that vicious cycle of of good girl meets fuck boy. She turns into she turns into fuck girl who meets the good that type of shit. But so, but here's the thing: it's one of those things where it's like, at least to me, again, I'm speaking for myself. The woman who asks for nothing will get everything. The woman who asks for everything will get nothing. Men who say that, that's stupid. Why? Because, like, it's this ideology that women are waiting on what a man's allowed or willing to give to I don't her. want you to so wait. So I have to adjust my life and I don't who want I you to, am. I don't want you to wait for nothing. For me not to act. Like, no. I don't want you to wait for a goddamn thing. I want you to, I want you to get it on your own. And then, like, instead of making it seem like it's a goddamn requirement, let it do. Let me do it out the goodness of my fucking heart instead of being like, you got the fucking gross sisters off the proud family with your hand out, like... No, no, fuck that. Fuck all of that. Okay. You feel better? I, I felt fine from the jump. Do you feel better, Good. beloved? No, I'm perfectly fine. Okay. Women don't have to, I mean, I, God forbid the woman is opening her man. Because men just give it anyways. You just got to find the right one. So that's the heart. Remain silent and you can have it. Have whatever you want in this lifetime. But, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you men who say the woman who asks for nothing can get everything. You're right. I don't have to ask for anything and I still get it. Whether I state my expectations or not, I'm still going to get it. That, but it's, 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 it's semantics, but it's also like, look, 
I don't want to split. I just don't want to listen. There's a difference between a, a good woman's an investment, a bad bitch is a bill. Like I, you invest into a relationship. You know what I mean? You invest because you know that like it's going to. Be, I don't want to feel like you a goddamn lie out of my fucking budget. <laughs> And, and I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking about like, what's the return on investment I'm getting on this shit and it's fucking trash. Maybe st- people should stop looking at people as what's the return on investment and just enjoy people for who they are. As but if team. you're not, but if you're not adding to my life, I'm not, I can't enjoy you for who you are because who you are is a fucking drain. Get the, get the fuck out of here. Don't make that fucking face at me. I, I'm really, I'm trying to sympathize with you. You're doing such a good job at it. Don't you hear it in my tone? Just kidding. My therapist said I should work on being such a matter. No, actually, she said there is nothing wrong with being, me being a matter-of-fact person. It's just that, you know, I require tone. That was irrelevant. But don't take it to heart when I say I don't take anything you say to heart. Because just know that when I say, like, I don't have to come out of pocket for the minute of dating, I'm very serious about that. I don't have to. I also don't have to state who I am as a being. I think, like, most men I date, they know what I do for a living. They can assume how much money I make, and they, you know, what they do for me is based off of that. But I feel like that's how you should handle every person anyways, right? Like, I mean, I know what type of guys I date. I know what they do for a living. Like, I know what... I know stepping into it what they're willing to do. But it's you attract what you want at some point. And so if you know you want a certain thing, like at some point you're not gonna you're just gonna stop attracting those people because you're only gonna put up not put up, that's the wrong words. It's, it's, you are just going to adjust to what you want and, and continue to get that as law of attraction at some point. Yeah, you stop entertaining. So basically, niggas. Stop men. entertaining things you don't want and stop complaining about it and just go entertain the things you want in your life. You want a woman that's going to pay for things? Go find a woman who's going to pay for things. In all honesty, I've never dated a man who complains about my spending habits as far as like what I do with them and what I'm willing to pay for. But also, those men... The same way you're saying, like, oh, the woman who asks for nothing receives everything. Same to you, niggas, because the niggas who are not complaining about opening their pockets, women will end up opening theirs, too. Okay. All right. Glad we're on the same accord. All right. So we're about to hit to overtime real quick because we're going to wrap this up. But there's one more thing. One more thing I want to talk about. Now, I'm going to give you the option. Should we talk about wanting that old thing back? Or should we talk about what what defines wasting your time? This is live. This is live and direct about to choose something to talk about. We're going to talk about wanting that old thing back. Let's do it. And you know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to speak, speak on it, beloved? No, I'm good. I don't want any of my old things back. <laughs> so why do you do for me? Because you know? of the conversation you and I had last week. Okay. After we recorded. After we recorded. This is why I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You can see her <laughs> face right now. So, every now and then, you and somebody, y'all have some shit. Y'all no longer have some shit. And then that person comes fucking Millie rocking back into your life. And... It it can it can it can leave you shook, leave you shook as fuck. Cause I ain't gonna lie, I got a text message out the blue, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I think I immediately screenshot and sent it to two of my homies who knew the situation. I was like, "Help, help!" But um, so you've never wanted any of your old things back? I didn't say never. I just said I don't right now. I mean, we're talking about like not just now, but in like general, yeah, in general. Um, there's only one ex that I would, like, ever, 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 ever consider taking back. And what makes them different than the others? The way he treated me when we were together. It was good until it didn't work. So, was the breakup amicable, or was it not? No, he wanted to break up, but also, we weren't technically together. It was a drawn-out 
situationship? I don't know. I wouldn't even call it that because the older I get, the realize the longer you should take the time to get to know someone before you choose to be in a relationship with them. I'm a strong believer that you should endure people through all seasons before you're like, this is my person. I actually like that idea. I think I, I think I've grown to like that idea. I used to, Me too. I, I used to be the type of person where I was like, I like three you. months, and we should know. Not even, not even. It wasn't. There was no time limit, but it was more so. It was like it was like a check. It was like a checklist. Yeah. I like you. You like me. Are either one of us talking to any other people? No. Let's be together. But and, now I'm like, oh my god! Like you could be with somebody, and then all of a sudden they have anger problems that you didn't even know because you already committed to them. And it's like, uh, or not even just bad things, good things too. But I feel like you should endure people through certain situations prior to being with them. Yeah. Like, what if that person gets a new job or loses a job? Those are things you have to realize. Ooh, like, how are they going to handle that? That's a topic for another episode. I got, I just got triggered with the with the whole like job situation. Yeah, if I got triggered. And Damn, I, that's why people should really wait. Like, I feel like there's two steps to serious relationships. Either you guys got together before you got out of college, or you wait until like after 28 and then you decide to be with somebody anything outside of that like if you don't have a nigga or your partner by the time you graduate in college live out the rest of your 20s just be single that's an interesting philosophy but I really want to that's a whole in. other topic but, but we, back but we to what we're talking time. about we would time. you take an ex back this one ex I particularly would um, we dated for a year and then it came to a turning point where I was like listen like, where is this going and honestly if I look back at the situation from a more mature standpoint it is what it is I wanted to be with him he didn't want to be with me it ended how I handled that at the age of 22 not the best. How would I handle that the same way at age of twenty four? Absolutely not. I would I would have went about it all wrong. But I've learned to respect people's decisions for what they are and realize that what somebody chooses for their life is best for them and it doesn't have to be for both of us. Like it right, right. even though we disagreed, you know, I don't have to take what he did personally. And I think that's one of the things I think when it comes to wanting the old thing back. There has to there, something has to has to have changed mm-hmm. because there's a reason the first thing. The first yeah, thing didn't there's work a out. reason y'all didn't work out the um, first time. And so, if that thing has changed, then you can explore it. Then you can explore it, and whether that's mindsets, maturity, um, different headspaces, different points of your career, like there has to be a level of change. And I think because. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's some times where you want that old thing back and you just got to, like, because I know how I handled things when I was younger and how I would handle things now are totally different, just in general. And there's some part of me who regrets the people who I met while I was in that old mindset. Mm-hmm. Because if I was in this new mindset... Oh, I would never treat them the way that I did. Like, particularly totally this guy, I wish I would have had this matured mindset but for me when I was dating him I was like it was three months after getting out of an abusive relationship and then he came along and I dated him for a year and I never took the time to heal from that abusive relationship so I think if him and I would explore a relationship now it'd be totally different and I think the one the one that I'm talking the one that I'm thinking about like we like we, it was like we did some stupid shit because it was like let's start this whole situation the week of graduation mm-hmm. because that makes sense, and um and then let's move to two different cities like yeah they're you know in driving distance but hey let's move to two different cities and we both still live with our fucking parents so we I can't even stay tonight if I come up to see you I gotta go <laughs> like what are we doing um and the communication was a lot, well communication was a lot because it. And it felt, it felt like I was the one always initiating it. And at the time, I was just like, I, I, I viewed how someone valued me off of their actions. And I didn't feel like that person's actions was matching up with what I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And so I felt some type of way about it. And, but the way, I, the way I went about that, I think I did some I did some childish shit. Like I was like, I'm not gonna text this person first for like a week. Oh my god, I'm still battling that sometimes. I meet men and I can really like them, but I, the the <laughs> oh, that's not the it's not on subject. <laughs> but like like I did that childish shit. But that it is very childish. 
but I ain't hear from her for a week. And that was like the, the straw. I just did that this summer. Oh my God, two. There's two. There's this guy that I dated this summer and I'm not sure if like, I I think I was so caught up in, I don't know, apprehension about being emotionally vulnerable that I, I before that even had a chance, that was done. And then there's this actual ex that I dated for a year. And just being in a more mature mindset, I would like to explore him again. But at the same time, not. It, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, and because, so that was like the final straw for me. And when I expressed it, she she was just like, I don't think I can communicate the way you want me to. And that was the end of that. And then we ain't talked for a minute. Like, uh, like we talking like, this happened fall of 2014. And we in 2017, you know what I mean? So we talked about a minute ago. And so then, like, after a while, like, you know, feelings subside. You can finally, you can look at some shit at a clear, with a clear head. Mm-hmm. And this happened to me a couple times where, like, for me, one of my, co- my, one of my coping mechanisms when I, like, I get out of something is, like, how to side out of mind. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to be reminded of you. Like I'm a t- I'm I'm a type I'll block you I'll blo- I'll, I'll unfollow you on Instagram unfollow you on Snapchat it me I'll block you literally I, me I don't because I just don't want to see you I want to be able to go I, I want to be able to get over you on my own time I got to give myself a real chance to get over you and so I think and like for and it, and like I won't talk to somebody for months upon months like and so I don't know if that's the healthiest thing to do <laughs> especially because like the, the way the, the reaction of a breakup works or your breakup works is like you don't you don't feel it immediately at least for me at least for me and some of the men i know when we first break up as men we don't feel that shit immediately we don't feel the sad immediately like we'll go out kick it like you know what i'm saying like try to try to try to get something else and then like a couple months pass and then it hits you like mayweather hit mcgregor type shit like you thought you was over this? <laughs> no, nigga, catch these feelings. And so, with the way my defense mechanism is and my 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 fear of being vulnerable, I just shut down. Like I don't want to talk to you. I don't speak to you. And like I got to understand that that's not necessarily okay. Like especially when you have a chance to look back at things from a clearer point of view and realize like this person that you made out to be this fucking devil, <laughs> this fucking terrible person had some fucking valid points and wasn't always that terrible. Mm-hmm. And and it takes up some pride to be like, look, like I had some time to think about it. You, you was right on some shit. <laughs> like he was right. Yeah. Um, but so sometimes at least to want your old thing back, like, and and you got to kind of decide how you want that person back. Do you want to just kind of see? Okay, so are you working to get your old thing back? Yeah. I don't want to see. I'm so proud of you, friend. <laughs> um. Get get her back with open communication. And that's what things we're working on. I'm, I don't want to say I'm trying to get her back because we're working on communicating better. Honestly, you're working on getting her for the first time, knowing your situation. Yikes. Because you, you guys didn't commit the first time. It just didn't work out. So now it's like you're actually working on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I get it. I, I call her my ex to make it simpler because you try to explain. Please, you know how many men that I call my ex and I'm like, nah, we only dated for three months. We aren't actually in a relationship, but it's it's, it's honestly easier to be like, my ex, this nigga I dated. Like, it's simpler. So, um, did I go through emotions with you? Check. That's an ex. So, it's simpler. Um, but we work in terms of open communication on it. Like, and just kind of seeing where each other's headspace is before you start trying to go head first into some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, um, I'm more apt to taking things a lot slower than I try. Than Does I she agree with this? I don't know yet. Oh, so it sounds like you need to talk to her. That's crazy. I, I know. And wow, I feel like I already told you that you need to do this. You did. And Take my advice. I might not have my entire dating situation 
worked out, but I give great advice. <laughs> I always tell people what I should be doing. <laughs> but, like, in general, it's like, not just with her, but in general, you try to take things slow now. Because, like, you have to make sure the foundation is there. And building a foundation takes time. And you can't rush the shit. Because you rush the shit, build it on a shaky foundation, and then it crumbles, and you're looking like, who the fuck, what the fuck, how the fuck? I don't want that. And I don't think I need communication to know I don't want that. And because that's a personal thing. We're not even talking about me or anybody else. That's me personally. So, but yeah, we work, we working on some things. I can't say for sure I'm trying to get kind of trying to get the old thing back or not, but I know we're working on open communication with myself and anybody that I'm choosing to deal with in, in the year of 2017 and beyond. And we're going to keep it like that. Proud of you, friend. You're welcome. So, with that being said, with that little mini therapy session that I just went through, we're going to wrap this thing up. Any final words, Steph? Be the best hoe you ever strive to be. Whatever that means. All right. Um, it's, it's your host. I'm never recording all of Tipsy again. Oh, my God. I'm so tired right now. <laughs> it's your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Clayton Curveshaw, a.k.a. Commissioner Diddy. And on behalf of my co-host, Steph, we are signing off and signing out. Hi, guys. I got fake people showing fake love to me straight up to my face. To my face Something ain't right when we talking Something ain't right when we talking Look like you hiding your problems Really you never was solid No you